Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Drew Enos, and I'm one of the leaders here at Park Hill Church in San Diego. We're in our third month of practicing bread together. Bread is the way our community practices reading the scriptures daily. Over centuries, many have referred to this as Lectio Divina. Simply put, it's the practice of slowing down to encounter and abide in loving union with the living God. For the first week of each month, we're creating these podcasts to help guide you in your practice of bread. Maybe January and February were a bit hit and miss for you. That's okay. It's the start of a new month. And these podcasts are intended to help you begin your month with consistency in the scriptures. As we begin our practice, you'll want to have a Bible, a journal, and a pen. Find a space that is free from distractions so that you can be still and present to the voice of the Spirit. Please feel free to pause this recording at any point if you would like to spend more time on one of these steps. We're going to start with B, which is breathe. As we begin, take a moment to be still. Put your feet flat on the ground and place your palms facing up in a posture of receiving. Take this moment to breathe. Inhale and allow the peace of God to fill you. Now exhale and release anything that may be distracting you in this moment. Be fully present to the God who is fully present to you. Now we move to R for read. Our chapter today is Acts 17. As we read, feel free to highlight or underline a word, phrase, or verse that impacts you personally. Acts 17. When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men have caused trouble all over the world and now come here and Jason has welcomed them into his home. 
They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post bond and let them go. As soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. But when the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God at Berea, some of them went there too. Agitating the crowds and stirring them up, the believers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed at Berea. Those who escorted Paul brought him to Athens and then left with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue, both with Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the whole world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, 
an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, we want to hear you again on this subject. At that, Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Demarius, and a number of others. This is the word of the Lord. Now we move from read to encounter. Take the word or verse that was meaningful for you and write it down. Reflect and pray about why it stood out to you. Posture your heart for listening now and ask the Spirit to speak to you about the words you've written down. Now pause and consider this with God, then write what he might be saying to you. Now, turn the posture of your heart outward and consider how God is inviting you to apply this to your day. What area of your day do you desire to see God move? What might he be asking you to do? Write this down in the apply section of your journal or notebook. D is for devote. This is meant to be a final prayer of intimate devotion from your heart to God. Speak to your Heavenly Father about what you've read and what you've written down and how your heart has been blessed in the process. Thank you for joining me for this practice today. It has truly been a joy. I'm looking forward to continuing with you tomorrow. Grace and peace.